We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, I know there's a lot of people going around confessing things that they don't believe, and they never come to pass. But if you'll confess them long enough, and get diligent about it, and base it on the authority of the Word, not just on your own fleshly desires, then faith will come. See, a lot of people are saying things just to get something, not based on the Word of God. Somebody said, would you agree with me on so-and-so? I said, well, what scripture are you basing this on? Oh, well, you know, just uh, uh, not anything in particular. I said, that's exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> Nothing in particular. Because you've got to base it on the Word of God. Now, that's where people miss it, see. They decide, well, I'm just going to start confessing. Now, you wouldn't think you'd have to say some of these things, but you do. Now, see, that's why a lot of people have done goofy things. And that's why a lot of pastors have got thumbs down on the faith message because some of the foolish things that people do and call it faith. Some of them write faith checks. Well, I'm going to write this check and go ahead and send it in the mail and God will have to put the money in the bank before it gets there because this proves that I have faith. It may prove you'll be in jail before the money gets in the bank. It's not a faith check, it's a hot check. <laughs> Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching good. <laughs> I'm serving grits. But you see, some of these things need to be said. But the Word of God, if you base it on the authority of the Word of God and stick with it, it'll work for you. But that's why I say doing the sayings of Jesus, the doing the sayings is the foundation. You do it and you base it on the authority of the Word of God. It's not just everything you take a notion to. It's the authority of the Word of God. Now let me hook up for this just a little bit. Jesus always talked about planting things and seeds and things and showed you how it worked, how the kingdom worked. Any farmer that plants a seed is calling for something that he doesn't have. Now, you have people that get the idea that when we're preaching the promises of God, teaching people to confess the promises of God, to enter into the provision that God has made financially in other ways, they say, oh, you're just teaching people to get things. I know why you're doing that. You're just giving to get. Well, now, what would you think? See, I farmed for 30 years. What would you think if I walked up to some farmer out here that's planting corn and I said, yeah, I know why you're planting that corn. You're just trying to get more corn. <laughs> yeah, how else are you going to get it? That's just the way it works. But now, see, you could have wrong motives. Certainly, I understand that. But when a farmer plants a seed, you know what he's doing? He's calling things that are not. That's a principle of the Bible. The Bible says that God called things that were not as though they were. Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 17, talks about where God said to Abraham, I've made you the father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, God did that. He taught Abraham to do it. He renamed Abram and said, Your name will be Abraham. Not Abram, but Abraham. And Abraham meant father of nations. There he was, 99 years old, and he didn't even have the promised child. Now, let me show you something about God's method of calling things that are not. He appeared to Abraham in the 12th chapter of Genesis when he was 75 years old and gave him a promise. 
24 years went by, and he never did enter into that promise. The promise was never fulfilled. And the promise was that he'd have a child. Now, brother, every year that passed, it's getting harder to believe that. Then here Abraham is, 99 years old, and Sarah is 90, and God appears to him again. And he said, I've made you the father of many nations. And they laughed about it. <laughs> but now notice what happened. He changed his name. And he had to tell everybody, I am the father of nations. The Bible says Abraham, when there was no hope, he believed in hope. Now what does that mean? It means that when there was no natural hope, no hope naturally, Abraham made a decision to believe in hope. You're going to have to make a decision to believe God's word. You don't just wake up some morning wanting to believe God. It's a decision you make. If it's the word of God and it's a promise of God, then God wants you to enter into it, so start believing it and confessing it. Now notice what happened. Twenty-four years and the promise never came to pass. They tried to help God out and got an Ishmael. But the promise never came to pass in twenty-four years. But after Abraham started saying what God said, in nine or ten months they had the promised child. And he's a hundred years old when the child was born. Now did you get a hold of that? He had the promise for 24 years, and it didn't come to pass. Then God instigated his own principle of faith where Abram would have to say, I am the father of nations, because when he said, I am Abraham, everyone knew what it meant. Today, names don't mean a whole lot. But in that day, they knew what the name meant. And when he walked up to someone and said, I am Abraham, they knew he has just confessed, I am the father of nations. And he's 99 years old. But after he started saying what God said, it only took about 10 months until the child was born. Now, isn't that amazing? You reckon that's just a coincidence? No, that's not a coincidence. It's God instigating his own principle of faith to bring about the thing that he had called. God calls things that were not as though they were. Now, you have people that say, well, I don't believe in calling things that are not. I believe in saying it just like it is. And I've had people to write me and say that. Now, I don't believe in confessing you're healed if you're hurt. Well, you don't believe what Jesus taught them. Because Jesus stood right in view of his disciples and prayed to the Father and said, Father, I am no more in this world. And they're looking at him eyeball to eyeball, and he said, I'm not in this world. What's he doing? He's speaking in results. He said, I finished the work that thou gavest me to do. And he hadn't even gone to the cross. What's he doing? He's calling things that are not. He's decreeing what shall be. Now, people that say they don't believe in calling things that are not, what they mean is they don't believe in doing it concerning the things of God. They do it in everything else in life. In everything else in life. Now, you take the fellow who says, I don't believe in calling things that are not. You watch him when he goes home to feed his dog on Monday morning, and he goes out and his dog is not there. Now remember, he doesn't believe in calling things that are not. So if he doesn't believe in calling things that are not, you know what he's going to do? He's going to sit down and say, Oh, my dog's not here, my dog's not here. Oh, Lord, I wish my dog was here, but my dog's not here. And he sat there and cried and bawled and squawked, Guess it's not God's will for my dog to be here. His neighbor comes over and says, What's wrong with you? Well, I come to feed my dog, but my dog's not here. He says, have you tried calling your dog? He says, no, 
You must be one of those faith folks. <laughs> Don't you know you can't call things that are not? you got to say it like it is. And the dog's not here, the dog's not here, the dog's not here. Then he looks and he says, but the cat's here. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And he starts calling the cat. All the cats in the neighborhood come. And the guy said, now what are you doing? Well, I'm saying it like it is. The cat's here, so I'm calling the cats. Because I believe in saying it like it is. So I call the cats. Now you know and I know that the guy doesn't do that. The guy will go out there, he will stand on his back porch, and Pooch is nowhere in sight. And he says, here, Pooch, here, Pooch. But he doesn't believe in calling things that are not. Especially when it comes to the promises of God. But he only believes that in church. When he gets home to feed the dog, he calls the dog that is not there and says he's here. Hmm? Are you still out there? Did you go home? He says, here, Pooch, here, Pooch. And he calls until Pooch comes. Now, he does that and everything else in life. But when it comes to the promise of God, oh, you can't say it if it's not already there. Then why did you call your dog when he wasn't there? And another thing, if he is calling the dog and the dog is licking him in the face, there's no need to call the dog. But you see, he'll tell you, you've got to call it like it is. So if the dog's there, call the dog. Doesn't make much sense, does it? The only place it makes sense to him is in church. See, in everything else, he doesn't do that. But when it comes to the promises of God, he'll just get beside himself because you're calling things that are not as though they were. The same guy will go home. He's had his house shut up for 10 days, been on vacation. He'll go home, and it's 99 degrees in his house. He'll walk over to the thermostat on the wall and turn it to 70 degrees. Now, remember, he don't believe in calling things that are not. But it's 99 degrees in there. And he's just called for 70 degree weather. Now, if he believes what he says he believes, he'll turn that thermostat to 99 degrees. Then he'll call the power company and says, is the power on? Well, yeah, the power's on. Well, my air conditioner won't work. He'll call the guy who sold it to him and said, this thing doesn't work. He said, well, what's it doing? Well, it's doing nothing. Well, where do you have the thermostat set? Well, it's set on 99 degrees. Well, he said, how hot is it in there? Well, it's 99 degrees. I always believe in calling it like it is. The guy said, now let me get this straight. It's on 99 degrees, and it's 99 degrees in the house, and you want to know why your air conditioner's not working. He said, the problem's not the air conditioner. The problem is your elevator don't go all the way to the top. But you know the guy doesn't do that. He sets the thermostat on 70 degrees and calls for the thing that's not there. Why not do it with the promises of God that are not manifest in your life? Set your goal setter on the promise of God and call them and they'll come to you. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, this is the last day for CD offer number 7406. It's four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling. Four CDs teaching on the authority of man and of Jesus. Now, if you don't know your authority, 
then you have not realized what God did in Genesis chapter 1 when he said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let them have dominion. God gave mankind authority on this earth to have dominion over this planet and over situations and circumstances. Then Jesus came on the scene, born of a woman. He had to have the physical body of a man to destroy the works of the devil. It says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He might loosen, dissolve, and undo the works the devil had done. And he showed you what a man born on this planet with authority of God can destroy the works of the devil and to bring salvation to mankind. In Hebrews, the second chapter, verse 16, for verily he took not on himself the nature of angels, but he took on himself the seed of Abraham. In other words, he was born as a man. He walked like a man. He talked like a man. He got tired like a man because he was a man. Now, don't misunderstand me. He was the divine son of God, but he had the body of a man. Why? Because if he was not mankind, he could not destroy the works of the devil because God had given authority to mankind in Genesis 1 to have dominion over this planet and says subdue it and have dominion over it. So if you don't realize it, if you don't know anything else to do, the devil comes around your house stirring up trouble, get your birth certificate out and read it to him. Born January 4, 1934, and then ask him, say, where's yours? He doesn't have one, and he finds out you know that you were born here and have authority, and he doesn't have authority here, he'll gather up his belongings and go down to somebody else's house that doesn't understand that. I'm excited about this. You need this series. CD offer number 7406, Authority of Man and Jesus, for a total of $34. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.